Welcome to the Audit Bytes Podcast with your host, Robert Berry, where we talk about touchy auditing topics in bite-sized chunks. Whether you're just starting out in auditing or you're a seasoned professional, you'll find something of value here. Tell all of our fellow auditors. You can find us live on LinkedIn, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting platforms. Tune in and join us for a thought-provoking and informative look at the world of auditing. Well, hello, friends. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to episode number 30 of Audit Bites. Let me remind you all that Audit Bites is the first live podcast where we talk about risk, audit, compliance, and governance. So if you like us, tell all your friends, go over to the Apple Podcast Store. Give us a five-star review. I think we're worth it, don't you? So listen, let's just dive right in, my friends, because we don't have a lot of time, and some of you are taking lunch break right now. So the question I have for you is, have you ever, my fellow auditing friends, have you ever worked in an audit department where it felt like almost every audit project was behind schedule? I'm sure you have, but let me know in the chat. Yes, if you have, and if your answer is no, then... Hmm, Either you're not being honest or all of us need to come and work with you. So have you ever had audit projects where you felt like they would never, ever be over? In a recent group of auditors, I asked, what's the longest amount of time you've had an audit project run late? And the answers were astounding. Now, one group said that, well, they had a few projects that were like three months behind schedule. Okay, that's not bad. That's actually kind of normal. Now, some of the project managers out there are probably screaming right now, three months, that's not acceptable. But one group in particular said that they had an audit project that was a year and a half behind schedule. A year and a half. Now, when it gets to be a year and a half at this point, what's the point? Like literally, what is the point in having the audit to continue? So now, while we're here, let's just take a break and look at you all, your comments. Leslie is here and she says she always enjoys the show. Leslie, I so appreciate you for always showing up. Um, it makes it more fun for me when you all show up. Hi, all good topics to discuss. Wait a minute, who are you? Oh, that's Betty Alba. Hey, Betty, you're showing up as LinkedIn user over here, but I can see you. And Amy says, yes, you have projects that are behind schedule all the time. I know that I'm not isolated in this, and I know that we all have this is issue. And Malishka, I just like saying your name, Malishka. Malishka says, double yes. Wow, not just yes, double yes. Wow. Now, not all audits, but a few. Betty says, not all. Who is that? That's not Betty. That's Carol. Hey, Carol. Carol says, not all audits, but a few are behind. Yeah. And then Betty says, all types of audits are behind. Yeah. Now, Carol is saying that this happens less with new agile audit techniques are applied. Absolutely. 
But so many of us don't use agile auditing techniques. And we have so many audit projects that are behind. Well, thank you guys for contributing to that because I knew that I wasn't alone. I knew I couldn't be alone in that. So as I coach and counsel auditors, I find that this is a widespread problem. But at some point, shouldn't we like be master project managers? Because every audit engagement is essentially a project. But alas, we find ourselves stuck trying to complete projects within some arbitrary deadline because you want to know a secret. Here's how our audit project hours are determined. Yep, about 500 hours, right? You find that most audit projects, we allocate about 500 hours to them. Can you relate to that? Can anyone relate to that? Richard, I haven't seen you in a while, man. I hope you're well. Richard Fowler says multitasking hurts too. Yeah. It does. Multitasking definitely, definitely can hurt. And Betty, my friend Betty, says you can be behind as long as there is continuous communication of the issue with the stakeholders. Yeah, but oftentimes that doesn't happen, too. So. Without further ado, let's talk about why our auditors can't perform effective audit projects recently. Recently, I was coaching a fairly new auditor and she was just given a worksheet with testing attributes. How many of us do that with our new auditors? We say here, test this. We've seen it before. We all have done it. Stop doing it. <laughs> she was given the help of Sally. And if you don't know who Sally is, that's same as last year. So she was told to look at what they did last year and recreate and redo that. Now, thankfully, this was an audit that had been done before, but I say, thankfully, that could have been to her detriment. You see, she became frustrated because she could not complete the testing as detailed in the worksheet. And when we dug a little deeper, we discovered, well, the process had changed and so did the required or the needed testing attributes. The old attributes were obsolete. And so she was very frustrated. So now that brings us to our first reason your auditors can't complete audit projects. So the first reason is, well, they don't understand the overall objectives. They don't understand the overall objectives. You see, oftentimes what we do with junior level auditors is we give them half of the story and expect them to complete an entire audit test. Let me say that again. We give them half the story and expect them to complete an entire audit test or an entire audit project or an entire audit step. But I'll tell you, there are three things that are wrong with that approach. So first, when they don't understand the overall audit objective, there's an efficiency issue. They become inefficient. Working When working blind, people tend to go down a lot of rabbit holes and redo. They have a lot of rabbit holes that they go down and there's a lot of redo when this could have been avoided with a clear objective. So this means that there's a lot of wasted time and effort that could have been spent doing something more productive. Could have been spent doing something more productive. Yes, I so love this. And I have to continuously go over the cheat who's saying this. Oh, this is Carol again. Carol says, we are the original project managers. I was managing projects prior to PMP. 
even existing. Yes, auditors are definitely the original project managers. The original project managers. That is what auditors are. Ooh, and Ursula's here. Ursula, I didn't know you were here. Thanks for joining. Ursula says, very good example, Robert. One of one may waste lots of time torn between should I do it like last time or should I invent something new, even in audit? Yes, it can even happen to experienced auditors. Yes, 100% agree. So the first reason auditors can't perform effective audits is they don't understand the overall objective. Now, this causes efficiency issues because we're wasting time, but it also leads to missed opportunities, missed opportunities. So without understanding the objective, it's easy to miss opportunities to take advantage of the project in other ways. You see, people are working blindly and not thinking outside the box because they don't understand the overall objectives. But here's the next thing that that does when they don't understand the overall objective is they have a low morale. Here's what I mean by that. Most of us like to feel like we're working for and towards something that's bigger than us. And when we don't understand the full piece of the puzzle, we don't feel a part of the team. We feel left out. So your staff auditors or those auditors who don't understand the objectives, they feel left out. They don't feel like they're contributing to the team. So these things can have an impact on your entire audit engagement. It makes your audit department less effective. So again, when auditors don't understand the overall objective, you're not performing effective auditing projects. Now, Richard, they do things right where Richard works, at least in this instance, right? Richard says, we plan each audit each year and include all team members in developing the audit scope and objective. Planning time is larger, but proper prior planning, and I can't read the rest, Richard, but I'm assuming you're going to say leads to more efficient audit engagements, right? You'd be surprised how many audit departments there are out there that don't include everyone in the audit planning process. When you're planning this engagement, people need to understand the objective. Otherwise, it is going to lead to ineffective and inefficient audit projects. So I like that approach, Richard. I really like that approach. Now, here's what I'm also wondering. Have you heard recently that there is a shortage in the audit and accounting professions? They're saying that there are not a lot of students enrolling in our profession. I imagine it's because of the frustration many of them feel when working on audit projects. Because oftentimes people can feel frustrated with our profession. I think that we owe it to our profession to improve our processes, to also spread the word about how good of a career field this is. Now, while I'm talking about that, the National Association of Black Accountants, well, they're doing their part in order to spread the word about how cool accounting and auditing really is. Now, I know that's not an oxymoron. Our profession is cool. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you what they are currently doing. And if you can, spread the word to others.
Are you currently a high school student who's wondering what it's like to have a career in accounting or business? The Detroit chapter of the National Association of Black Accountants will be having its 21st Accounting Career Awareness Program. ACAP is a free one-week summer residency program for high school students. The program provides workshops such as job search strategies, business ethics, and more. Students that apply and are accepted will stay on the beautiful downtown Wayne State University campus for one week. All expenses paid. This year, the program will run from Sunday, July 16th through Friday, July 21st. For more information and to apply, visit our website at navadetroit.org ACAP. So if you know anyone that is eligible for this program, send them to the website, tell them to apply. This is an excellent opportunity to spend a week, a whole week, expenses, all expenses paid. So let everyone know how cool our profession is. Now, while I have your attention, the commercial that you just saw, that was all artificial intelligence. So now, personally, I did that commercial. I created it. I designed everything. Why am I telling you this? For two reasons. One, I think that AI is here to stay and auditors need to have a good understanding of it. I have a course coming out soon, How to Audit Artificial Intelligence. If you want to know more about that course, email me, Artificial Intelligence, and I'll put you on the waiting list for that particular course. Second reason is, if you know anyone that needs Corporate communications, commercials, policies and procedures done very quick and efficiently using artificial intelligence. Call me. We can do that, too. So now back to our regularly scheduled program. One of the reasons I like doing this show is because I'm not the teacher here. I'm the facilitator. Everyone that comes and contributes actually helps all of us to grow. By saying that, I want to highlight something Richard just said. That's a whole lot of peas. But what he said was prior plan, <laughs> proper prior planning prevents piss poor performance. I so agree with that. When we plan effectively our audit engagements, it better helps us. Now, Hal Hitted, Wayne State University, home to Yolanda Whitmore. Yolanda's a friend of mine. Hopefully she's watching today, but um, and also. Uh, Jay Anthony. So he's the one I talked to about this. And Dara says, I'm excited about AI Auditor. <laughs> you and me both. There's a lot that we have to contend with. That's why I think as auditors, we have to learn how to do a lot of different things. Richard says, awesome job on the ad. Much better <laughs> than the intro to the episode. What do you mean? You don't like my intro, Richard? Um, yeah, I did the intro too, but we're, we're working on it. So topic at hand in this episode is three reasons your people can't perform effective audits. The first one was they don't understand the overall objectives. We're going to dive right into the second one. Second one, look, is your social status in the organization sucks. You all know how I am. I don't sugarcoat things, and I don't mean this to sound funny or rude or crude. But people work better with people that they like and or respect. Now, as auditors, we don't necessarily care about them liking us, although that helps 
but respect is what we should be looking for. And oftentimes we are not respected in organizations. I was consulting with one client last year and it seemed as if they had problems completing projects on time. So I began talking to many of the audit clients and the feedback that I got was pretty shocking. You see, I didn't have any problems getting in any information from people, but the auditors on staff did. So when I asked the clients, the, inf the, the, the answer that they gave me to why they weren't cooperating with the staff members was pretty simple. They didn't respect the auditors. They felt like the audit department was out to get them and always out to find something. They felt like they had a bunch of arrogant auditors. If you don't know about the arrogant auditors, you can pick up my book, Ask Better Questions, Get Better Answers, Perform Better Audits, sitting right over here in the corner, where I talk about the arrogant auditor and what that means to your audit department. Now, think about this. I know auditing is not a popularity contest, but in today's competitive workplace, it is clear that the social status of any department has the potential to significantly impact that department's success. And your audit department's social status can be defined as your visibility, your respect, and your influence within the organization. So if your audit department, if their social status sucks, it is going to affect your ability to complete audit engagements. So let's go back to the audience here. Carol again. Is this Carol? I think this is Carol. Oh, no, this is Jay Anthony. Hey, my man. He says lack of cooperation from audit clients, disagreements with audit findings. Yeah, yeah. And Ursula, Ur <clears throat> Ursula says that auditors must work on their reputation and sell the coolness of their profession way better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think in order to do some of that, you kind of maybe should have some podcasts and live shows where you talk about auditing and also sell like really cool audit merchandise like shirts and stuff that might <laughs> that might make people see how cool we are. What do you guys think? So let's talk about the impact of having a bad social status, though. One thing is you have less influence and less respect. You see a higher social status within the company immediately translates to more influence and increased respect. Now, this can open up opportunities for the department, such as being included on some of those critical decision making processes that happen within the organization. But the other thing a poor social status does is, well, you have poor interdepartmental communication. You see, having a high social status within the organization increases the likelihood of collaborations and partnerships with other departments. It also helps to gain insight and resources from other teams in other departments. And then finally, a bad social status will decrease your productivity. You see, by having poor social interactions, and poor relationships, your employees will have a hard time getting the information that they need from audit clients. So if your audit social status sucks, you are going to have a hard time and it's going to delay your audit projects. Hey, Leslie says, was just looking at the I Heart Audit shirts. Yeah, if you don't know where they are, go to my website, 
thataditguy.com. Look up at the top and then click store. You'll see the audit apparel. And Richard, always with the great comments, he says to get respect, give respect. Let the clients know up front that we acknowledge they are experts at their job and we appreciate that. We are there to validate that. Richard, that is what I say all the time. We are not experts in what our clients do. What we are experts in, though, is gathering information and performing an independent assessment. We are not experts at what they do. Ooh, here's another good point. Let me see if I can cheat and see who said, oh, this is Carol again. Carol says, it starts within your own department. Need to make sure that your team works as a true team and that they respect one another. Absolutely. And Mira, rounding out the comments that I have for now, I think it's because the companies do not encourage interdepartment communications. That can be true, but there's certain things that we can do to encourage that. So look, I get it. Being audited, it kind of sucks, but there are things that we can do to improve our social status. Now, if you listen to some people, they'll tell you that all you need to do is start a newsletter. I'm here to tell you your clients aren't going to read your newsletter because they think that that sucks, too. And it might just suck. But there are some things that you can do to improve the social status of your audit department. And that is why I have created a course to better help us. I'm going to drop a link in the chat to the course. It is marketing your audit department, how to improve your audit department's social status. We're going live February 16th at 9.30 a.m. Central Daylight Time. You can find the course on my website. Sign up. It's two hours. It is not free, but you will find the rate very reasonable, especially considering it is live. And we're going to walk you through a process to help you improve your audit department's social status. Now, you're probably wondering, why should you listen to me? Well, I don't know. I'm just the guy you're watching on LinkedIn or listening to on your favorite podcasting platform. I'm just a guy who has a total of about 15,000 followers on LinkedIn. I'm a guy who has a podcast audience that is worldwide. So let's talk about it, because I think that auditing is one of the coolest things that you can ever do. And yeah, I am biased and I want to teach everybody else how to tell everyone else just how cool auditing really is. So if you think auditing is cool, too, like I do, drop cool into the comments or drop a heart into the comments. I just want to see if I'm the only one that thinks that auditing is just freaking cool. Surely I can't be the only one. So now, episode 30 of Audit Bites, we're talking about three reasons your people can't perform effective audits. The first reason was they don't understand the overall objective. So if they don't understand the objective, they're going to go down these rabbit holes chasing their tails and they're not going to perform effective audits for you. The second reason you can't perform effective audits is because your social status within your organization just plain sucks. Your social status in your organization just plain sucks. Now let's talk about the final reason that your auditors can't perform effective audits. And that's in your audit department, you have poor processes. If you are not a subscriber to my blog, go over to my website, enter your email address, and you will get information every time I produce a new article. This past Monday or last Monday, I produced an article about why poor processes are hindering your audit performance. 
So what I'm going to do is run through a few here and you can also read the article where I discuss five different things that are stopping you. But here's one reason. When you have poor processes, you're increasing the workload on your people. They have so much work to do as it is, and your poor processes are increasing the workload. But here's what happens too mentally. They know that these processes are unnecessary and they're mad and they're performing tasks begrudgingly because it's, well, also going to decrease your communication because they're working so hard to perform with the inadequate processes. And then in the end, it's going to decrease morale because they have to work extra hard in an environment where they know that there's a different way things can be done. But you've not gotten together and fixed your broken processes within your auditing department. And I think that that's really sad. So. I knew I wasn't the only one that thought that auditing was really, really cool. Leslie says that auditing is cool. She dropped a heart in the comments. Mira says she has a perfect guess for the podcast. Hey, well, you know, let's talk about it. Um, Amy thinks that auditing is really, really cool. And Dara says, when I connect with multiple departments or teams, the audit point stands more valid and connecting the dots works here. Yeah, that's what we're here to do. We're here to connect the dots. Malishka says, cool and excellent insights as you. Thank you, Malishka. Thank you. I appreciate that. I really appreciate you all's comments, too, um, because, look, my goal is to help auditors become better, but not just through me, through everyone. And so I created this podcast so that we could all spread our knowledge to others. And believe it or not, you guys, we have listeners in Turkey, Germany, France, Japan, China, Russia, India, uh, Malaysia, Singapore, Australia. Every time, every time I look at the stats, it just makes me really happy. Anyway, Richard thinks that auditing is really cool. Um, somebody said we need to simplify our auditing process. Oh, that's Carol again. And Anthony says, awesome. Thank you for sharing ACAP. It should be noted that ACAP is offered around the country in 22 other cities. However, <laughs> Detroit is the best. And that's a good point. Look for it in your local city. Yes, Dara, India. I have a lot of listeners in India. Um, Mira, you said you saw someone with a children's book about the compliance profession. Oh, now that's pretty cool. See if you can find the name of that book and then uh, send it to me. Leslie is asking, what's the name of the new group that I'm forming? Oh, you know, I've been plugging so many things. I forgot about that. I've started a new audit community. Go to auditorexchange.com or community.thatauditguy.com. It's just a simple tool where we have message boards. We can go live inside the community. We can do polls. This is strictly for us to communicate with one another. I'm just providing the tool. There's a whole lot that we can do within the community. So thank you for joining me on this episode of Audit Bites. Three reasons your people can't perform effective audits. 
Audit Bites is the show for us, by us. If you want to figure out how to better market your audit department, don't forget about my course, Marketing Your Internal Audit Department. I already dropped the link into the comments. Go to my website and sign up for my newsletter, where periodically you'll get some pretty good things from me. Mira says, what's the best email for me? The best email for me? Uh, Rob at thatauditguy.com. Dara, you're asking for the link. I'm assuming to the course. There it is. If not the course, just go to auditorexchange.com for the community. I just dropped that into the chat as well. Oh, this is pretty hard, you know, actually being the show's host, producer, and on-air talent as well. Anyway, um, yeah, thank you guys for joining, and we'll see you next time in two weeks. Thank you for watching this episode of Audit Bites. If you receive value from this podcast, do us a favor. First, tell other auditors. Second, give us a five-star review. And finally, talk to Robert about training your auditors. Our contact information is on our website, www.thatauditguy.com. It's also where you will find our course catalog, on-demand courses, a kick-butt blog, other podcasts, Robert's best-selling books, and last but not least, audit merch. That's right, we have audit hats, shirts, mugs, and more. Thanks for watching and listening. See you next episode.